On today's episode, the PGA is reining in the long hitters with new golf balls. Today's episode is brought to you by engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. Golf is a funny sport, a pleasant pastime for some, an addiction for others, and a lucrative career for a talented few. At the turn of the last century, an unidentified author in Ireland called it a good walk spoiled, a line so popular that it's been attributed to everyone from Gladstone to Mark Twain over the years. That line is so enduring because it neatly summarizes the complex relationship that avid golfers have with the game. It's compelling, and even a little success drives a player to achieve more and to spend money on the latest equipment, a global market worth about $24 billion and growing at almost 6% annually. And there's a major disturbance in the force within the golf equipment world related to golf balls. The average driving distance for male golfers is about 216 yards, and for women, 148 yards. In 2003, the average PGA Tour player drove the ball 278 yards. In 2021, the driving average was 296 yards, and that's the average. The result has been a serious problem for golf course designers. For most courses today, a PGA player can play a par four with a driver, a nine iron, and a putter. Now, tee boxes have been moved progressively rearward as a result, complicating course design and making it difficult to design courses playable by both high-level competitors and Saturday four-ballers. And everyone loves length off the tee, so the golf equipment manufacturers have exploited to produce new generations of drivers and golf ball manufacturers to create longer and longer balls. But the golf ball is the focus of the PGA's latest attempt to rein in the big guns. And the USGA, in collaboration with the Scottish mothership, the Royal and Ancient, has announced that starting in 2028, legal golf balls will have to conform to a specific set of engineering criteria. They'll be tested with a robot swinging a titanium club at 125 miles an hour, impacting the ball with an 11 degree launch angle at 2200 RPMs of spin. Now, with those criteria, the ball can't travel a distance exceeding 317 yards of combined carry and roll, plus or minus three yards. Now, interestingly, current testing uses 120 mile an hour club head speed with a 10 degree launch angle and 2,500 RPMs of backspin. So what's the impact? A 300 yard drive will be about 285, and a more realistic amateur's 225 yard drive will lose about 10 yards of distance. So why would this matter to amateurs? Because unlike other sports, 30 handicapped duffers can and do play with the same balls that the pros use. For better amateurs, the loss of driving distance may turn a middle iron into a long iron, adding a little more challenge to a game that's already challenging. So how are golf ball makers going to achieve the new standards? Popular high-end balls like the Titleist Pro V1 are typically three or four-piece designs with an inner core, one or more outer cores, and an automeric polyurethane cover. Energy-wise, it's pure high school physics, and the ability to transfer the momentum of a moving clubhead to the ball depends on the elasticity of the ball as well as hysteresis effects. Of course, in flight, aerodynamics are critical, and with the diameter of the ball regulated, this comes down to dimple design and number, which gives golf ball manufacturers an interesting conundrum. Do they deaden the ball through mechanical compressibility or through aerodynamic drag, or both? And will tinkering with the engineering of the golf ball have the desired effect? Now, we're not going to know for another six or seven years, but we are headed for a showdown. Pros want to bifurcate the golf world with different rules for their golf balls. Equipment makers know there are billions of dollars to be made by selling people like me the same balls that Rory McIlroy uses. Now, personally, I'm for bifurcation. Let Scotty Scheffler hit a hot ball and let me use one with an embedded radio homing beacon because I want to play around with a sleeve in my bag 
not a box. Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on Engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.